0: Thanks for listening to the Surviving Loving an Addict podcast. The views expressed in this podcast must not be interpreted as personalized medical advice. Those experiencing addiction and those with loved ones experiencing addiction are urged to seek medical attention and professional counseling from providers experienced in addiction therapies and treatment. Thank you.
1: What a wonderful evening. Let's talk about, let's talk about one of those things that is, is often said and Not very well understood. What are we talking about? Let's talk about boundaries. Boundaries. Absolutely.
0: Man, that is that can be a swear word for some relationships and some people. Yeah. Throw that out there. I've heard that heard that thrown out there. So we're talking about
1: what are we? Well, see, let's talk. It's a swear word if I'm using boundaries and I'm trying to say that I'm going to beat you with them. When I come down with a list of what you will and you will not do. See, my boundary for you is you are not going to do this and you're not going to do that and you're not going to do the other. If that's what I'm thinking a boundary is, is me putting down this thing about what you can and can't do, I'm beating you with it and it doesn't work well, and okay. it's not a boundary.
0: All right. Well, okay. Boundaries is a word that we use all the time, but yeah. I want to talk about this. Like, What is an actual, in a relationship, What is an, let's, let's, let's forget about addiction for a minute. Right. And let's talk about healthy boundaries in any relationship. What are we talking about? Because I think in some relationships, the idea of a boundary is a lack of transparency or, or creates a lack of transparency that should be there. Right? And when is, I mean, who needs boundaries? Who doesn't need boundaries? Right. Let's talk about that. Right. And what is
1: it? So, so it's kind of a misnomer because when we start thinking about boundaries being a lack of transparency or any of that kind of stuff, we're not really talking about boundaries. All right. And, and, and I have heard all the different kinds of things that are not boundaries. They, you know, you can't tell me, or you can't keep this, or you can't do this or you can't do that. That's not boundary issues. Those are wish lists of what I would like you to do or not do. Now, if you think about, or
0: yeah, yeah. Can I continue?
1: So a boundary really is something that you use or I use or we use to protect ourselves. And and we can protect ourselves physically. We can protect ourselves mentally, emotionally, spiritually. We have a boundary that establishes, for example, a line in the sand.
0: Right? Okay, all right. So I think that some people would listen to the word boundary, and they're going to be thinking a wall. Right. It, a, it, a, a way to block light and information passing through. Yeah. But, but it sounds like you're talking about something different. It
1: sounds yeah, like you're
0: you know, talking about a, a setting up an if this,
1: then that. Scenario. Okay. And and I like when you say, you know, you're thinking about set, it looks like a law, or excuse me, a wall blocking, blocking out light or information, maybe if you said it looks like a white picket fence that lets light in and keeps strangers out. Okay? So, here's the deal. A boundary is something that we use to teach other people how they can or cannot treat us. Okay, a boundary is something that we use to teach other people how they can or cannot treat us. And they're developed on our emotional or our physical or our needs, personal needs. Okay, now a boundary doesn't say, Karsten, you cannot do this, you can't punch me in the face, you can't take my truck, you can't steal my stuff. A, a boundary says
0: a boundary, yes, because that's controlling everything, right. everything that I do. Right.
1: Right. And can't I can't control a, that. You
0: can't put a boundary around me.
1: And, and and you have agency that says you can do anything you want. So what a boundary says is this. Carsten. if you punch me in the nose, I will well let's let's use a different example. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I probably hug on you, love on you and all that, right? <laughs> so let's say something else. Let's let's say uh uh, Mr. Man on the street, there. If you punch me in the nose, I'll call the police. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't say you can't punch me in the nose. I'd prefer that you didn't. And if you do, here's what I'm going to do in response.
0: If you, if you do,
1: then I will. This,
0: then I will do this. Then, right. And making clear my limitation, my expectation, my plan. Right. That that is how you're defining a boundary.
1: That's how I'm defining a boundary. A boundary is those limits that I set that protect me physically, emotionally, spiritually, all these different ways from people coming into my life and disturbing me. You're disturbing my peace, my equilibrium, whatever you want to say, right? Mm-hmm. And so we look at boundaries and you say, and, and it's really, it's especially important for relationships. You know, there's that saying that good neighbor or good fences make great neighbors. Well, the fence is a boundary, it defines mine and yours. Mm -hmm. So, my stuff doesn't slip over into your yard and yours into mine, and we get aggravated and irritated at each other. We've got this wonderful boundary down the middle, a fence, right? So, you know your place and I know my place. Well, setting a boundary or a fence that establishes Well, let's say my body or your body. You know, one of the things that happens in relationships is that uh, as soon as you're in a relationship and you're married, all of a sudden somebody thinks that because you're my spouse, I get free reign on your body. Your body, I can do with what I want because you are mine. Well, that's not the case. You may be married, but there's a boundary that says you don't touch me unless I give you permission to touch me. Now, some people say, well, You know, but we're married, I can do what I want. No, we're in a a marriage, we're in in a relationship, but I still have to be treated in an appropriate or special way. You don't get to just do whatever you want with me. Now, that would be a boundary for some people. Mm -hmm. Right? Boundaries help us to stay safe. You know, a, a boundary... Now, let's look at it from an addict's perspective. If I have Yeah, no that's, boundaries, so that's
0: not what I was going to ask. Like, okay, now so let me let's, let's show you how this works. To, yeah.
1: Right. If I'm an addict and emotional disturbance or your anger or all these different things put me in a state of mind where it's easier for me to use and avoid those feelings than it is to confront those feelings. If I don't have good boundaries, and let's say you're a yeller, you holler a lot. That will be easy to pretend. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, every time you yell, I feel diminutive. I feel, I feel scared. I feel put upon. I feel like a child. I feel angry. I feel hurt. Well, all these feelings and emotions that come up when you yell at me, those are dangerous for me as an addict. Because my first line of defense now is to run and take a drug so that I don't have to feel that way.
0: Well, some people would argue mm-hmm. that you are in charge of your feelings.
1: Well, that's a wonderful thing to argue. And, you know, in the perfect world of where we can control everything and anything, that's great. But in the practical space of you say something hurtful to me, or you threaten me, or you, you know. You're going to feel hurt. You're yeah. going to feel threatened. Yeah.
0: And it's good. you're going to feel threatened. Especially if, right. depending on our relationship, I'm going to mm-hmm. have. You wouldn't disagree with the idea of me having more access, more potential to cause you greater hurt, greater
1: yeah, absolutely
0: harm, just with my words, and right. to have a greater impact on your feelings. Right. Okay. So we're saying, so, if, if yeah. I, if I, the place where I cause some sort of harm, you're going to feel some sort of reaction. Uh, all right. I'll tell you, I'm and,
1: tracking now. So right. Continue. So, so now, as an addict, because I'm not good at avoiding those things anyway, you know, if if you, if you yell, you scream, you carry on, you threaten, whatever, and and I feel all those horrible things. As an addict, I'm probably going to go out and try to do something to alleviate my pain. My best coping mechanism was to go out and pick up and use something, and then I didn't have to worry about what you were doing or saying. Now, if I want to be in recovery, I have to establish boundaries that say, you can't do that to me.
0: Right? Yeah, so, so yes, let's talk about that. Where do these boundaries come in and how does that work?
1: So, for example, I I knew a gal one time that she was kind of timid and just a real sweet gal. And her husband that she married had a very gruff voice. And how he talked to her was very gruff. And I don't know that he was intentionally trying to be, you know, controlling or whatever. But every time that he talked on the phone, he would bark at her. And when he barked, it took her back in, you know, when she was a little girl and getting chewed out. And and it was very difficult for her to deal with. It scared her. it It hurt her. It made her mad. All those things. And so what she would do is she would turn to pills to be able to deal with all that emotional stuff that would happen when he would talk to her in that voice so one day we were talking and to establish a boundary that would keep her safe she decided that if her husband talked that way to her she would hang up the telephone or she would turn around and walk away right mm-hmm. so we're sitting in my office one day and she gets a telephone call from her husband mm-hmm. where are you click she hangs up the telephone she looked up at me kind of for support with these, these uh, deer-in-the-headlight eyes, like, oh, no, here's it's happening to me right now. And uh, so now she was kind of committed to, to, you know, not be treated that way. So she hangs up the telephone. He calls back. What the heck? Click. Called back a third time. What in the world? Click. Fourth time he calls back and he says, um, Sweetheart, uh, would you pick up some milk on the way home? Now, in that she taught him that if he was going to be gruff with her, he wasn't going to talk to her.
0: Which is interesting because anyone could easily argue mm-hmm. that he wasn't maybe he wasn't doing something wrong. Maybe Why in not? lots of relationships, gruff talking is is just normal, right?
1: How they've grown up, what they do, who they are.
0: But for her, it didn't work. And it would spin her into a, pl- a dangerous place. Right. right. So she needed a boundary. Right. That raises a concern, right? Because you have the person setting the boundary and you have the person who's potentially crossing the boundary. How big of a, I mean, when does a boundary become unreasonable? When does a boundary become an excuse or.
1: A boundary doesn't become unreasonable. If it's based on my personal need, okay, right. So, let's say, let's say uh, a, a boundary is because this works, you know, for families that have a loved one who chooses to continue to use drugs and alcohol, brings them into the home, whatever creates a, a an adversarial atmosphere in the house or a dangerous atmosphere in the house. Well, a boundary that the family might have would be this. You know, if you choose to use, you can't come into the house. You can't live here. right? And the reason being is that when you use, you create such a, a dangerous situation at home or you disturb the peace of the how- home or you, uh, you know, any of a million things, And because that is so significant, you know, and it's so upsetting, if you choose to use and to act out, you can't be in my home. That's a tough boundary that sometimes people have to look at. You know, does somebody have free reign to live in your house if they're choosing to, you know, do things that are illegal or, you know, Contrary to, to your, your as a homeowner, your personal needs or your safety or well-being. Reality is no. So a boundary would be this. Look, for example, I love you. I want to provide a place for you. However, when you choose to use, it scares me. It threatens the safety and well-being of our home. It, you, know, you go down all the lists of things that emotionally it brings up in you. So if you choose to use, I accept your choice not to live in my house. That's a boundary. Now, wh- what happens now, sometimes people will look, okay, I really, the benefit of living in this house is great enough that I'm not going to use because I want to be able to stay here. Hey, that's wonderful, Works for both people. But if I choose to use, and disregard the boundary. Now, the boundary is not just based on punishment or willy-nilly do this or that or the other. The boundary is because I have, you know, either emotional or physical or whatever needs that that are getting beat up and getting hurt here. So my boundary, you know, is protecting those. So if you choose to use, I accept you choose not to live in my house. And it's great because it teaches somebody. They get to make the choice, right? And here's another one. You know, especially when we're talking about addiction. Look, if you've got somebody that steals your money, which truthfully is going to happen if you're, you know, trying to survive loving an addict, you know, here's one of the great boundaries. When you steal my money or when somebody steals my money, I feel angry, hurt, upset, scared, violated, all these emotional things come up. I have to identify all those things. So if you choose to steal, I will call the police. If you continue stealing, you can't be here. I won't have a relationship with you. So boundary is great because it says, look, you do what you're going to do. But if you do this, because it causes me enough upset, if you do this, I'm going to do this. And it's wonderful because here's the deal. With that boundary, if I come home and my property is gone, I don't have to stop and try to figure out where it went or who took it. I just pick up the phone and call the police and let them figure out who took it. Mm-hmm. All right? So we're
0: talking about boundaries on the, the part of the addict yeah. and the part of the loved one. Are there, I mean, are boundaries just for rough relationships, or who needs boundaries?
1: Everybody needs boundaries. We all need to decide what we will allow into our hearts, into our minds, into our bodies. We all have to come up with good, healthy boundaries. So
0: mm-hmm. how, would, how would you coach uh, somebody who's going through this thought process for the first time, thinking, oh, wow, there is, there is something my loved one does uh, maybe the addict who's listening or the, the, lo- the loved one of an addict mm. who's listening. There is this thing. How would, what would you say to them okay. for setting a reasonable, reasonable boundary? It sounds to me like when you talk about boundaries, you're putting up a wall, but you're not setting up. And so it's, it's like a defense, right? Right. If you cross this boundary, if you come into this boundary, then then this thing's going to happen. It's defense. It's not offensive. It's, it's not, not an attack. It's not weapons. It's,
1: it's not a, hateful. It's not it's painting not a circle
0: around a person. It's just, It's. it should be a defense. Is that it's right? an
1: absolute personal defense.
0: So, okay. And so I ranted, but so what would you say to somebody who's setting boundaries for the first
1: time? Well, first case? of all, here's what you do to set a boundary. You don't just pull them out of the air, right? You look at the things that cause you emotional pain and grief. All right. So if we go with the first example, the example of the of the woman I talked about, where yeah. the 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 voice or the way her husband would talk to her with that bark, that caused her a lot of emotional pain and grief, right? So when she was honest with herself and looked down, she says, "You know what? The things that scare me cause me pain. Here's one of them: this this the way he communicates to me. And and if he continues to do that, I, you know." My life is going to fall apart. I can't handle it. It's too much for me. You know, so it's a scary thing, right? This is a significant issue in her life.
0: Right.
1: And so you look at what it is in that situation. And you go through this process that says, and you can write it out on a little form, a piece of paper. It's the if then. And it says this. Starts off of when you yell at me. So for example, to find the first one, yeah, for her, know, hers for was, her, yeah, right. okay. Then you say, this is the justification for my boundary, I feel, and and you go through all the emotions that come up, the things that happen, because, you know, if somebody calls you names, for example, Carson, what do you feel?
0: Well, it depends, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So when I was a police officer, mm-hmm. I, I could get called names, right. left and right, didn't do anything to me. Right, But in certain relationships, uh, one silly little name, it could rock my world. It could destroy me for,
1: for days. It could really hurt me. And I, could, I could remember it for way too long. So, yes, it would shatter me. Well, as a police officer, here's a great boundary that you have. The boundary that you have as you walk up the cars is that you're not going to let them hurt you because you have, you have know you're blocking out what they say. You disregard what they say. You know, you've got this little protective shield up that they can say anything they want because you're not letting that into you. Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right. You, In another situation, when you're most vulnerable, when you're with somebody that you love and you care about, they can say one tiny little word and it will tear you apart. Yeah. So, for example, what if somebody says, you're stupid?
0: Somebody that I care about?
1: Somebody you care about.
0: That's all. Right? Like oh, yeah.
1: So, you know, Oh, I I ask people I ask you this, and one of the first things people say, well, I feel mad. Yeah. All right. Well, we don't just feel mad.
0: I would say that is a secondary emotion okay. response. Yeah.
1: What else do you feel?
0: I feel hurt. It's insulting.
1: And, and I feel hurt. I feel insulted.
0: The and the big issue is, if I've been worrying about being stupid, yeah. <laughs> oh man, it can confirm my worst. My worst fears, uh, it can it can mess me up.
1: Right. Right. So that, that one silly little word, you're stupid, which is absolutely wrong. It's not true. But it tears at you and it hurts you significantly enough that if you are, you know, predisposed to go out and want to use an alcohol or drugs or something to make the pain go away. You know, that, that's a perfect excuse for it or that that's a perfect rationale. Yeah. Right. OK, so. Here's the deal. When you say I'm stupid, I feel hurt, juvenile. I feel cheated. I feel all these emotions. So if you choose to call me stupid. Or names. Or names. Yeah. Let's go just names in general. If you choose to call me names, I will. Now here's a tough thing. What will you do?
0: That is, that is the tough thing. Where Where do you? What are you going to do? That's it's a good point. You have to draw a line, mm-hmm. and then you have to draw another line,
1: right? So here's the first line, and and this is a good one. You Call me names, I'll walk away.
0: I won't even talk to you. So I'll say one of my like my one of my absolute boundaries. I mm-hmm. uh, I love to argue. Mm-hmm. I love to argue and debate, and that's great with with anybody, but. The second it turns to name calling or insults, my boundary is, I'm
1: done. Yeah,
0: that's it. That's the end of this discussion. We're not getting anything from it, other than hurt feelings. So I don't want any part of it.
1: And because, I'll, and you're right. Be- and
0: I will end the discussion. Whether I have to walk away, hang up the phone, whatever I got to do, I will. I have no patience for
1: name calling. Right, and, and and this is a great boundary, right? I mean, it's going along. We're discussing this, and and you can even discuss it. You know. Uh, energetically. But as soon as it turns into destructive behavior, something that causes you to feel pain, causes you this angst inside, I'm going to end the discussion. That is a wonderful boundary. And here's what happens. Every time you do that, whoever you're talking to begins to learn that if they want to have a discussion with you, they can't resort to name calling or the discussion's over.
0: What would you say to the person who's, <laughs> I can imagine somebody listening to this podcast and going, wow, yeah, I'm going to set boundaries and they set boundaries and it causes an issue in their relationship. And then they showed this podcast to the the person, we'll say someone who is barking, mm-hmm. right? What would you say to that person who's offended? Say, you can't set boundaries. What is this? What would you say to that person who's, who might feel offended by
1: this? I'm going to say, you know what, my heart breaks for you, and you probably need to go talk to a counselor. Okay? Because you don't have free reign in another person's life. And nobody has given you permission to beat another person up emotionally, physically, or any of these ways. And even if you don't recognize that your words hurt them or your behaviors hurt them, that's not their problem. That's your problem. But because they're bringing it up, you have something to think about here. And, and if somebody's saying, look, my boundary for you is, you know, my boundaries are if you do this, they're telling you how hurtful it is when you do it. And you make a choice. Are you going to continue to hurt them? Is that what it's all about for you? Or are you going to be a person that says, I understand that that must hurt you. I will do it differently right? That's what we're learning. That's what we're learning when we set boundaries. Number one, you're learning as an individual to take care of yourself. You're learning how to recognize what you need. And you're learning how to let other people know what you're not going to put up with. Number two, I'm learning what the extent of what I can do, you know, maybe I'm learning I've been doing things in an inappropriate way or hurtful way. I'm going to make changes in my life because I love this person I want to be with them, let's say I'll make the changes appropriate so that that they have a benefit in the relationship as well as me. So boundaries, you know, and I know that've we've, we've really kind of just breached the surface of this. So if if walking away from it, let me encourage you to to pick up and read what you can on boundaries. Um, learn how to set some boundaries in your life. And start, the way you start is you start with one simple boundary. Do something differently. And you look at what's hurt you and you think, you know, when you, and then you think through clearly what it is that they do that hurts or what happens that hurts. When you do this, I feel, and you go through the whole range of emotion that comes up. That's the reason why you're setting a boundary is all that emotion. So, if you choose to do it, I will. Typically, you say, you know, I'll maybe something like hang up the phone or walk away or stop the conversation. If you continue to do it, it might escalate to where we can't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's setting up a way to protect yourself. Whether you're an addict or whether you're a family member, we all boundaries
0: thank you this has been uh this has been a enlightening great talk for me and i imagine for a lot of other people
1: i hope so i hope so you know it's not as difficult as it may sound and it's very important to your mental health and well-being and and to recovery in general
0: you know, and I'm going to throw in there before we end this uh, in my life I've been coached to use boundaries a lot I've loved it it's been very helpful for me it's been helpful in relationships it's been helpful for my mental health it's done a lot for me so I encourage you listener to use boundaries figure them out they can help everybody I think we're going to call it there
1: so until next time I'm Dave Karsten have a wonderful evening